First in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Today. Well, I got to thinking. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to join us and you're listening live, 603-816-1590. We always love having callers when we have the possibility of callers, especially the first segment. Now, this show goes everywhere and people listen to it on recording, on podcast. Uh, the show gets carried by a couple of different stations. But if you're listening Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern here at WSMN.live, um, then you can call in and you can uh, tell me what you think about what I'm about to share with you or lay on you, as it were. So as a preamble, we always talk about them, them, they want to do this to us. They're doing this. They're doing that. And I sometimes get asked, well, well, who's them? Who's they? You're required to know. And here's the way I answer that question in preparation for the question I'm going to answer next. Uh, the them can be X, just like in algebra. Uh, they, meaning the deciders, the originators, the people who seem to be making policy, not only in this country, but in the free world. Have you noticed after COVID, COVID, that people were marching in lockstep, that there were giant agencies that were uh, imposing uh, uh, tyrannical lockdowns and the like on people as far as uh, Austria, Australia, everywhere in what is formerly known as the free Western world about uh, telling people that they couldn't leave their homes. Uh, they imprisoned law-abiding citizens and they emptied the jails of prisoners and allowed them to riot, but they imprisoned citizens. Think about that. Anyway, um, and so who's they making these? Now, I've read lots of articles about it, but I don't think it's necessary to have to have every detail about the them in order to identify the them as the, the true policymakers. I got a little secret. The presidential potted plant ain't making decisions. If you think that, you ain't a conspiracy theorist. You're just not watching. It's not a conspiracy. Now, we don't know who it is. It could be, um, you know, uh, POTUS number 44 and his previous staff who already served ter two terms. Uh, but nevertheless, I don't pretend to know all the details. What I know is that there are people who jump on the bandwagon and who believe everything they're told and push the leftist radical agenda. And then there are people setting that agenda, using those people on the bandwagon simply as useful idiots. We have seen in communist regimes as communists and socialists take over, and it's not as if there hasn't been a blueprint for this sort of thing. We've watched it again and again. I'm not the greatest historian in the world, but you know, there's nothing new under the sun. We've seen countries being taken over by tyrants, authoritarians, fascists, who by the way are not usually conservatives. They're corporate fascists from the left. Nevertheless, there's no end to ideologies that uh, decide for themselves that they are God and everybody else has to obey. Uh, that is unfortunately the folly of human history that there have been these kinds of tyrants who grab power and then believe that they should be the deciders of um, who lives and who dies instead of God. You know, I've said that before, so let me move on. If what 
the deciders, the X, you could just call them X because I don't know who they are. I mean, people say it's Soros and it's uh, the globalists, etc. But there is a cabal out there who've decided that they're better than the rest of us. So let's just call them, I used to call them the whomevers. So you can call them the whomevers. If what they really want is the opposite of what they say, and this has to do with racist uh propaganda on racism that I was thinking about as I was riding my bike this morning. If what they really want is the opposite of what they say, and I believe this is true, then the biggest threat to them is the opposite of what they say. Let me give you an example and slow down so you can understand what I'm talking about. They say, and there are these slogans, these superficial uh, pablum and slogans that we're not supposed to ask about that sound good called, you know, you see them on the back of NFL football players' helmets and racism and hate and injustice. But they use that rhetoric to stir up more hate, more racism and more injustice. So if you were to ask a person wearing that on their helmet, well, what does the end of racism look like? Does it mean ending any kind of uh, discrimination of thought? Or does it mean not looking at people as the color of their skin and not making broad generalizations about any group, superficial group they may belong to, which is what the radical left does consistently and often. They reduce us all to the group to which we belong instead of our individual behavior and hold us accountable to that, which is what a just criminal justice system does. They don't lump everybody together. They don't say, because you are black or white or Asian or any group, you must be guilty. That is what they constantly admonish you in the free country of the United States not to do, either on a jury or otherwise. You should uh, refrain from making snap judgments about people until you know what the individual has in his heart, in his mind, in his head. What did he or she actually do? What were the circumstances and who's guilty? That's what a justice system and a just system demands. Now we have people who claim that they have everyone else's best interests at heart by branding everybody with whom they disagree as racists. And then to justify their drumming up hatred and division among people, they say they're trying to end hate. So I got to thinking, because I've said that a lot, on this show and others, I got to thinking, take it to the next level. What would be the biggest threat to people who truly are trying to divide us instead of unite us? Which of course is a platitudinous statement. What would be that biggest threat? Well, it would be if we were united, you see. Have you seen, heard, or witnessed in the so-called mass media, which is the propaganda media, sending any kind of messages that are designed to unite us, that talk about tolerance as they used to do as platitudes? They don't, they've dispensed with the platitudes now. It's always inciting more hate, division, and violence. Why? Because they don't want everyday peasant citizens like you and I organizing and uniting under one banner of loving America and standing for liberty. I might even go a step further. Justice for all. They don't want that kind of unity. They are pushing darkness, division, hatred, and, and as a truly cynical uh, salt to our wounds, they push these things under the banner of trying to end racism and end hate. Do you see how that works? So my point here, and I know it's a little convoluted, is that a true 
world in which there was less racism. I don't believe that there could ever be an, a total end to it because human me beings make stupid, ignorant judgments. It has never been against the law to be an ignoramus in this country. If you hate blacks or Jews or gays or anything simply because of a group they belong to and not I mean, and you don't hold people accountable for their individuality, which is what the left does, then it's kind of ignorant because it's superficial. It's saying the same thing they said in the 50s about blacks, because blacks have a certain pigment to their skin. They must be bad and terrible people. That, ladies and gentlemen, is racism. And yet racism is being peddled. Bigotry is being peddled every day under the headline of anti-racism, right? We want to end racism by hating people we don't like. That ain't anti-racism. So they feed off division. They feed off racism and hatred. If we had less hatred, now, you know, I am not proclaiming, oh, let's all just get along. <laughs> Remember that platitude. But the truth is, if we fall for this division that they are sowing in America, we're feeding right into their hands. Now, how do you do that while still holding the people who are doing it accountable without sounding like you're filled with hate? Well, that's a tall order. The fact of the matter is the key, part of the key, is to hold fast to the principles that they are pushing so hard to get rid of. Faith, family, the nuclear family they hate, don't they? They hate the principles on which this country was founded. They hate those principles. So those are the things they find the greatest threat. That is my message for today. And I'm wrapping it up just in time to uh, head to a break. We have a real good friend of mine who's been jonesing to get on the radio, and he's a pro. You're going to want to hear him when we get back. Karen Catalina, you're listening to Spouting Off here on WSMN and elsewhere. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Gadoline. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Or that time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash. Fantastic. Yeah, a remote control would have come in handy then. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Life doesn't come with a remote control. Yikes! So you're on your own with the wasps. You have the power to take control of prediabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Spouting Off with Karen Catalina will return in a moment. 
The Reading Foundation provides evaluation and tutorial programs based upon the Orton-Gillingham philosophy of learning, based upon the study of language, how children acquire language, and the mechanisms involved in learning. All the learning pathways of the brain, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and tactile, are addressed and strengthened to build a strong foundation for the acquisition of reading skills. If you are interested in learning more, please contact the Reading Foundation for more information. The Reading Foundation is at 10 Northern Boulevard, Unit 19, Amherst, New Hampshire, 03031. Or you can email us at readingfoundation underscore rf at yahoo.com. And of course, you can call anytime at 603-882-0992. The Reading Foundation, Amherst, New Hampshire. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. What a pleasure it is to be Back in the saddle for another week here on Spouting Off. Well, I've been looking forward to this show quite a bit. And my next guest, who I'm proud to call a friend, I humbly think he may be too. He is a versatile talk show host himself, a radio veteran. Uh, he has two shows on one of the greatest radio stations in the country. People in the radio biz many years longer than I uh, have reverence for the station WLW in Cincinnati. He has a show called The Nightcap with Gary Jeff Walker. His name is Gary Jeff Walker. And he was a classic DJ on WOFXFM seven days a week, including hosting breakfast with the Beatles on Sunday morning. I love reading this. This is so cool. At the same time, he was doing Saturday night morning, Saturday morning, excuse me, Saturday morning radio on WLWAM, doing weekday recorded shows by satellite on Sister Clear Channel stations in Louisville, San Diego, Atlanta, Rochester. Uh, and he is considered in a in an inquirer profile inquirer hardest working man in tri-state radio and we got him right now gary jeff walker joins us here on spouting off hi gary jeff karen it's such a pleasure and such a relief actually for me to be part of your show today because as you know my regular nightcap show during the week has been preempted by the Cincinnati Reds baseball season, and uh, they're not doing too bad, actually, which is a surprise to many of yes. us. But I've been jonesing for a chance to talk <laughs> about the issues of the day, and so thank you very much for being my dealer, in effect, and, and helping me with my fix of talk radio in the middle of the week. Well, not it's, only uh, do yeah, not only do you uh, offer me a similar opportunity on many of your shows on the Nightcap, but you are welcome on this program any old time you want to come on. What is the first thing on your mind that you've been jonesing? First to thing about? on my mind is my parents, who are, and I'm so blessed to have my my mom and dad still with us. My dad's 86, my mom's 85, and they decided about a week and a half, two weeks ago, that they just were not able to take care of a house anymore so they're selling their house but the fact that they are driving and and they still can and and they exist on their own without any kind of real assisted living is a, a blessing no doubt about it but uh, they decided to sell their house because they could not take care of it anymore and uh they actually have a cash offer they got this weekend and after the inspection next week they will be going to a senior living condominium my mom was telling me about the sale of their house and the contract and all the legalese that had to be changed. And, uh, for example, you can't say master bedroom anymore because <laughs> apparently that has some offensive connotation to some people. They have to say owner's suite. I said, well, mom, why didn't you list the house as a plantation then? Uh, <laughs> why didn't you call the third bedroom slave quarters? Uh, of course, they didn't do any of that because none of that is true, but this this war over words that we're having in our society right now is very, very 
intrinsic. It's, it's at the root of what's going on in our society right now, because control of language equals control of the narrative, which ultimately equals control. And the left does this all the time. They try and change the words which we use, which are perfectly fine and not offensive at first blush to anyone with a brain, but yet these words must be changed. Uh, like, and, and it can be something as simple as retarded, and we've all moved past that. It's someone who's mentally challenged or has, uh, you know, mental issues that keep them from being, you know, held back in society's eye. And if you call them retarded, but the people who are arguing this, like the idiots at Stanford, although you can't say idiots, you can't call them crazy. You must call them surprising or wild. You can't call them insane. It, again, it's surprising or wild. And some things you just can't say. You can't say Pocahontas, even referring to the person, because, of course, most of the time when people say Pocahontas in this day and age, they're talking about Elizabeth Warren. Uh, <laughs> well, or Focahontas. I like that one. I mean, F-A-U-X. Maybe, maybe instead of yes. mental midgets, mental munchkins, because we represent the idiots, the idiots, the idiots. <laughs> Um, but but yeah. these people have have changed words without any real reason. And again, if you change the lexicon of an established society that's working perfectly fine, by the way, uh, with those words in place, then you are changing the meaning of everything. And I find it just to be so frightening that they're getting by with it again at Stanford and, and other of these uh, you know, lofty academic institutions all over the country. And it shows you that these intellectual elite are not intellectual or elite. Your thoughts. So, so very perfectly put. I, want, I have a question for you about this, and you kind of alluded to it, which is the why of how they get away with it, Gary Jeff Walker. They seem to get away with it by imposing it upon us from the top, allowing no debate, no discussion. Nobody voted for these language changes. There's Nobody just asked me. immediate retaliation if you use the wrong word and people go along. How do you suppose... That has happened when large institutions have been co-opted, and we've seen this. I know you want to talk about Budweiser. We've seen about the co-opting. We've seen the co-opting of huge organizations with words, with wokeism, with here's how we're going to think about this, and there will be no discussion. Talk about that, if you will. Well, I, I think that Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, has realized that the loss of $5 billion dollars even to a large multi-global corporation as they are, even though they're trying to tout America to, to backpedal and uh, you know save their brand, uh, $5 billion is a lot of money. Some people are arguing, even Donald Trump Jr. is arguing, that you, know, you, you can't take this out on Budweiser. They didn't know that they hired idiots in their marketing department. And, and, and again, it is about a culture that elevates performance drama over competence. And Greg Gutfeld had that quote last night, and I agree with him wholeheartedly. In the case of Dylan McVaney or, or the case of this, this uh, executive, this 30-something executive who doesn't know, uh, you know, feces from Shinola, obviously, about <laughs> life and the brand, uh -huh. and it, it was just too fratty. Well, guess what? Bud Light is a fratty product, if you want to call it fratty. I, I, I find that language offensive because I wasn't in a fraternity and uh, I, I enjoy a beer occasionally. Oh, no, you're being excluded. Well, as long as we're on to Budweiser, I, I have one theory about this that, you know, people are always talking about, we're going to do this. We're going to, again, impose. It's all done from the top to force people. We're going to impose this. We're going to call it inclusive when really that executive was revealed as wanting to exclude the primary uh, audience for the product that she's trying to hawk because she has hostility for that. So, so to claim in any way that they're inclusive is a lie. They are 
exclusive. They want to exclude people out of the discussion by claiming they're inclusive. They are the elitists and the bigots. Your thoughts? Well, exactly. And this goes to universities that are establishing segregated dorms. I thought one of the great horrors of America in the civil rights era was Jim Crow and the segregation movement. They're doing exactly the same day. This is, this is yep. why they're not progressive. They are regressive. They are going back to the roots of the problem that they say exists in society and claiming this is the answer. Again, mental munchkins. These people should have been in, in the Wizard of Oz as extras. <laughs> and and they're, they're trying to control... Yeah the whole of society with this this diversity, equity, inclusion, and none of that, as you just mentioned, is exactly what they're doing. It's exactly the opposite of what they're it's doing. It's always titled the opposite of what it actually is. Yes. That's the problem. If you call racism anti-racism, then you're basically creating so much confusion and chaos, which is what they want, that people throw up their hands and go, okay, I'll go along because I don't want to argue about it. Uh, Meanwhile, they're being branded domestic terrorists and they're being branded uh, when there's no evidence that, I mean, when you expand the definition of racism to include Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head, then anybody could be called a racist and therefore worthy of persecution. I think that's really what's going on here. Don't you? Yes, uh, there is hope on the horizon. The hope on the horizon is that Budweiser realized their mistake a little bit too late. You don't want to penalize the people who work for Anheuser-Busch, but that's not on the the boycotters. That's on Anheuser-Busch. They are the ones who have penalized the people that that work for them with their stupid decisions or their non-thinking decisions about hiring someone who doesn't understand the brand in the first place. There is a consumer research center that is a nonprofit, and I saw this, that is sending out woke alerts because, Karen, this is another component of the problem, is that many Americans who don't believe in any of this nonsense sometimes don't know because they're busy with their lives. They're just trying to keep their head above water in the era of Bidenflation. And they don't have time like you and I do to dissect this stuff and to pay attention a lot of times. And that is a problem as well. But this Consumer Research Center is now sending out woke alerts. So people will know these companies that are What's the name of this organization? This, this sounds like a public service you're offering us here, Gary Jeff. What is no, this it's, organization? It, it's it's just if you and and I wouldn't say Google, I'd say DuckDuckGo, <laughs> Consumer right. Research, Woke Alerts, and you will find this this group that is trying to uh-huh. alert people to these tone deaf and that's another thing you can't say tone deaf anymore according to stanford university well guess what let's say it anyway let's say the things they're telling us we're not supposed to say because this is still america yeah i know you agree with me no now look consider what dylan mulvaney has done for bud light which has helped destroy the brand that was already according to this executive faltering yeah, but she was wrong. It was flying high. It was the top. It, 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 <laughs> to say that it was in decline was just the justification for destroying it. And now this woman, this executive, did destroy it and is destroying about, it. And, think and about frankly, what, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Think about what the acceptance of William Thomas, I refuse to call the dude Leah, has done to women's sports. Consider what Richard yeah. Levine... I'm not going to call him Rachel, Rachel. has done to the <laughs> to done to the United States Navy. Yeah. It's all yeah. about destruction. It's all about de-evolution. It's all about regressivism, not progressivism. And again, people need to wake up and understand how important this is to the fabric of our society. I also think Gary Jeff, I know you're a Christian and you know that I'm uh, I put the Judeo and Judeo-Christian, I'm Jewish. But Jews and Christians stand together, at least we hope so, on honesty, liberty, and accountability to something greater than themselves. And I think these things are a direct attack 
on people of faith because they know that it goes to the heart of what people of faith believe about um, decency and integrity. It doesn't mean everybody has to agree with us, but it does mean that if you're going to glorify um, pornography for children and maiming surgeries on children, you know that the first people that are going to stand up and, and fight that are people of faith, wouldn't you think? Of course, and others. Of course. Karen, of course, it's an attack on faith, because guess what? God is not fluid. God loves, but God is not fluid. Uh, God never changes. There are two constants in life, change and God. The difference between the two is that God never changes. Just like our Constitution, which was formed by a Judeo-Christian group of founders, should not be fluid. It's It's not a living, breathing document. It's a document that sets out how society should be to become the most fair and the most accessible to everyone in that society, every single individual, not groups of people. God is not fluid. God never changes. God is the solid rock upon which those of us of faith stand. And if we're going to allow God's definition to be someone in Washington, D.C., then we're already lost. Well, and I think that it is a challenge to that. I mean, not. I love our Constitution for so many reasons because it does extol the virtues of religious pluralism. But you don't have to be any specific or particular faith to see that people that want to live under a civil society under the you know the and the consent of the governed are under attack today you don't have to be any specific faith to see that our bill of rights are under grave attack today um you know what i'm gonna do if you don't mind you have graciously agreed to do one more segment with us and stay with us because you clearly have so much to say and share with us and so I'm gonna. We're gonna take a quick break here, and we come back. You can you can um, uh, wrap up this topic, and and uh, I just give you lots and lots of leeway because you 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 sit in this chair a lot, and I want you to be able to talk about what else is on your mind. Is that fair? If you can handle it, so can I. <laughs> We're talking to Gary Jeff Walker of WLW Cincinnati, great radio station. You're listening to Spouting Off. I'm Karen Cataline. Don't go away. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth of what's happening. They're out to tell you the picture of the world that they represent. The mission of the Epoch Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements and facts, and prevent people from being misled. The Epoch Times is independent. We're not controlled by any special interest, and we never will be. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would ensnare this country in ignorance, and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. Subscribe today to our digital edition at theepochtimes.com and join the Americans who are seeking truth and tradition. Read the difference in all your devices. We'd love to have you on board. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. 
Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. Continuing the legacy started in 1904, Roger Pellerin of Gate City Monument Incorporated continues to provide the same high-quality monument, custom headstone, and stoneworking craftsmanship today that they built their reputation on over 100 years ago. Servicing Nashua, New Hampshire, as well as nearby areas in Massachusetts, such as Lowell, Pilgrica, Chelmsford, and beyond. From creating custom monuments to memorialize, to landscaping and granite work or restorative services, each job is done to your satisfaction and is backed by decades of experience and integrity. If you're thinking about stonework, think Roger Pellerin with Gate City Monument. Visit online at gatecitymonument.com, stop by and meet Roger at 321 West Hollis Street in Nashua, or call 603-883-7141. That's 603-883-7141. Gate City Monument, memorials of distinction for people who care. Outdoor Almanac, brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal. Did you know that by purchasing a fishing license and fishing equipment, you're doing your part to help fishing in New Hampshire? That's due to the Federal Aid in Sport Fish Restoration Act, commonly referred to as the Dingle Johnson Act, which passed back in 1950. The passage of that act helped create a parallel program for the management, conservation, and restoration of fishery resources. The Sport Fish Restoration Program is funded by revenues collected from a 10% excise tax on fishing rods, reels, creels, lures, flies, and artificial baits, as well as a 3% tax on electronic fishing motors and sonar fish finders. Grant money is based 60% on its number of licensed anglers and 40% on its land and water area. So you see, no matter what you fish for or how you fish for it, each of us helps contribute to the management, conservation, and restoration of our fisheries. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. Spouting Off with Karen Cataline will return in a moment. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Karen Cataline puts the Judeo in Judeo-Christian. Now back to Spouting Off. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. I'm so delighted to have with us uh, for one more segment, Gary Jeff Walker, a friend, a colleague, a longtime talk show host on WLO. Uh, uh, it's 700 WLW. He'll be back with the nightcap on May 8th. I may just be joining him uh, on May 8th. So listen to the nightcap and listen to 700 WLWA a stellar radio station. Thanks for staying with us, Gary Jeff Walker. We so oh, appreciate thanks. your time. Thanks for having me today. I, and I've already got you penned in for May Ooh, 8th. Baby. So Good. your listeners can find us at 700 <laughs> WLW, as you mentioned. I just saw, I know many of your listeners and you are familiar with the Epoch Times. Uh, oh. Today's headline at 1257 from the Epoch Times, a news alert. Pandemic ties to CCP. Chinese lab developed COVID-19 virus, Senate report claims. Well, duh. What took them so long? How long have we been watching this? What, what was called a conspiracy theory is now, you know, remember Rush Limbaugh used to call it the drive-by media? They could go after people for asking questions. And then somewhere along the line, three years later, they say, oh, oops, you were right. Next case. <laughs> Well, I wanted to talk, Karen, just for a moment about these Republicans that are not faithful to the base of the 
75 to 80 million people that voted for Donald Trump in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch McConnell, for example, who's senator from my state, Kentucky, where I live, and his stance on China. You want to talk about compromised people by communist <laughs> China. No one is more compromised except maybe the Biden family than Mitch McConnell. And he is regarded as he's part of the so-called leadership of the Republican Party. If, if Mitch McConnell had ever exhibited any leadership at all, it was in, uh, you know, getting campaign finance ma- money with his co-opted Chinese wife, Elaine Chow. Uh, Lindsey Graham, the warmonger from South Carolina, you, you want to talk about rhinos, are in name only. John Cornyn of Texas, perhaps the, the reddest state in the country outside of Florida, and mm. his response or lack thereof to what's going on in our southern border, the atrocity, the human, the human atrocity, and the atrocity that is further destroying this country by letting willy-nilly anybody from around the world into our country without any repercussions, without any, any uh, note of what our immigration laws are. Now, if the immigration laws were actually being enforced that are already on the books, we wouldn't be seeing this, this event of, I mean, it, it, it's enormous of, of what's going on. From the illegals who are coming in, and they are illegals, no human being is illegal, but these people are illegally trespassing into our country, and they're just being allowed to flow throughout the entire United States, and they're being facilitated by the U.S. government that's ignoring our own immigration laws. Lindsey Graham, who is supporting this war in Ukraine, in spite of, and now, Thanks to the 21-year-old who's in custody and may not ever Mm. see the outside of a jail because he's exposed to hypocrites in Washington and the liars in Washington for what they are about our involvement in in Ukraine. And and we see all of that and we wonder, you know, how Lindsey Graham, who only steps up for the party, but my, my examples, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, John Cornyn, they're all in for the Republican Party, but they're not in for you and me. They're not in for the everyday mm. Americans. And for them to be masquerading as conservatives makes me sick to my stomach. Tell us how you really feel, Gary Jeff, and we're so glad you are. Now, you know, since you live in Kentucky, you are uniquely qualified to delve a little deeper into, just as an example, Mitch McConnell. Now, he paid lip service to Republican principles. He seemed to be good on Supreme Court nominees. And yet, he's selling our country down the river and exposing himself as a Trump hater who's really uh, doing everything he can to sabotage Trump and the people that voted for him. Give us some insight if you have any since, and I know you do, because you think about this a lot. Give us some insight on specifically Mitch McConnell. What do you suppose, what was it or is it, we all know about his wife, that seems to have corrupted him away from the most fundamental Republican principles there have ever been? Well, here's the thing. There's an R in front of Mitch's name, but there should be an E in front of his name because Mitch McConnell is not a Republican. He has always been an establishment candidate. He's Uh part of the establishment party. He is part of the swamp. I I can give you all kinds of specific examples, but the biggest one right now is communist China and the owing to communist China for his power, for the money that he has garnered along with his wife that is inexplicable unless you look at communist China and their contributions to Mitch McConnell. The fact of the matter is Mitch McConnell is the swamp that Donald Trump warned us about. It doesn't matter that there's an R in front of his name or he's good with Supreme Court nominees. Mitch McConnell is good for Mitch McConnell and he will support things that are he, he deems are good for the Republican Party, but for the everyday American who votes for Mitch McConnell, 
He has sold them out time and time and time again. And the reason that Joe Biden's feet are not being held to the fire right now for the obvious illegal activity and the selling out of America to communist China, to the Soviet Union, I'm sorry, Russia, like it's any different, uh, to Ukraine, to Saudi Arabia, is because Mitch McConnell, if he pointed out the obvious in Joe, Hunter Biden and the Biden family, then the fingers would be pointed back at him because he is just as guilty as Joe Biden of selling our country out for power and for money. Can it be reduced to what I have often said, the three B's, when when people get to Washington and they, not all of them have sold out, but we saw about 20 of them who held Kevin McCarthy's feet to the fire in the House. I reduce it to the three B's as to why so many Republicans have sold out. Bullying, bribery, and blackmail. Where am I wrong? Well, you're not wrong, and that's the thing, because there's a lot that Mitch McConnell could be blackmailed about. There's a lot that Lindsey Graham, who's a warmonger, who continues to push this foreign war that has very, very little interest to America, except that Vladimir Putin bad, uh, Ukraine good. Ukraine was notorious as one of the most corrupt political Mm -hmm. systems in the world prior to this invasion prior to Zelensky, and it's just continued. This John Cornyn, like I said, with with Texas, he he represents the Lone Star State that is being absolutely invaded, and yes. and it's all because they are getting paid, whether it's by BlackRock, whether it's by Communist China, whether it's by the drug cartels. They're yeah. getting paid. How, how do these people elevate themselves to multimillionaires when they make, what, what is it, $180,000 a year in salary? Yeah, and that's a question we're not supposed to ask. How is it that they here, here, are not the millionaires thing. before they get into Congress and all of a sudden, man, they're in the millionaires club and we're not supposed to ask how that happened. Maybe it was and a they, Hillary they, Clinton stock deal. They are protecting. They are protecting that club instead of right. representing the American people. And it's, it's yeah. somebody else texted me this the other day. And Karen, it, you know, we fought a revolutionary war, a bloody, bloody revolutionary war against the tyrant. So we wouldn't have taxation without representation, representation. We have taxation with representation plus the lobbyists. And that's the key. And that goes back as far as Ulysses S. Grant who would sit in the lobby of the hotel across from the White House and wait for people to come and buy him drinks and pay him money. A Republican wow. president, by the way, Ulysses S. Wow. Grant, at the end of the, uh, of, of the Civil War. And the lobbyist issue has to be resolved. I don't know how you do it, but it has totally corrupted our system. Yeah, and then one more thing that superimposed that, as if that weren't enough, to add insult to injury, you have the mass amount of unelected bureaucrats who don't care who's president because they're calling a lot of shots and pushing lots of buttons. What's about What about well, them? Bill, Bill Gates wants to depopulate the earth. He said so publicly. What we need to do is depopulate the bureaucracy in Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what needs to happen. My is there representative, a vaccine for that? I don't know. <laughs> my, my representative is Thomas Massey, and he's told me time and time again, and he's a great guy. He is mm-hmm. truly a representative of the constituents that he has, some uh, three-quarters of a million strong here in northern Kentucky. He's, he told me the first thing we need to do is eliminate the Department of Education and the Department of Energy because they have screwed the pooch on both of the things that they're supposed to be representing and support education and energy in this country. Right. And and that's the thing. Have you noticed, Karen, how mm-hmm. the more I look at Joe Biden, the more he looks like Walter, the ventriloquist. I've been saying that Dunn. for years. I've been he, saying he that for years. Like I put only, I put the pictures up next to each other a long time ago. You're, you got the it. The difference is <laughs> yeah. Walter is made out of wood. 
<laughs> and the only reason he has a brain is because somebody's hand is up his backside. You wonder whose hand right. is up Joe Biden's backside. I think what you're saying in so many words is that they're both puppets. They are both puppets. Absolutely, they're right. both puppets. I call Joe Biden the tampon president because you can see the strings that are attached. Oh. And the fact that he's been in Washington and been corrupt for almost 50 years means he's a dirty tampon president. Yeah, he was corrupt. He must be extricated, and all those of his ilk must be extricated before our country can fulfill the promise that was given to us by its founders. I share your passion, Gary Jeff Walker. We've got about a minute and a half. How do we do that? Tough question with only a minute and a half, but what do you want to leave us with? I want to leave us with this this fairy tale of the trans movement in this country, and I'm not against anybody living their life the way they want to be. If they're adults and they have they have some idea that uh, that maybe maybe the the body, the gift that God gave them is not what they're happy with. I understand that. But for, for trans, especially young trans people, the suicide rate is nearly doubled of those who do not identify as trans. This is a serious mental health issue. This is not a cultural thing we can uh, you know, debate. This is a serious mental health issue. And the issue with guns is not with guns. It is with the mental health that has been ignored and allowed to continue to get worse and worse and worse since we stopped paying attention to people with mental health problems in this country. The trans issue is a mental health issue. It's not, it has nothing to do with biological science. It has to do everything with psychological science and it's you bring up fostered. so many great issues. That just means we'll have to have an excuse to have you on again because you start talking about mental health, health, and then I'm going to get we're going to mix it up on well, that. It, I don't think we disagree. Time, it'll just give me it'll just give me time to reload. <laughs> so to speak. Listen to Gary Jeff Walker on 700 WLW every night on the Nightcap. May 8th is when he starts up again. Thank you so much, Gary Jeff, for joining us. We'll have you on again soon. We so appreciate Thank you. You're your time. too kind. Take care. Well, that does it for this edition. Tune in uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, 1 p.m., when there will be so much more to spout off about here and spouting off. <laughs>